And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, feel the hype, spread the hype, etc, dude, etc. But it's a fantastic week to be alive. My shows are on, touch wood, everything's rolling, no stress, no promo, no admin in sight. I don't have a worry in the world. Feeling great. But unfortunately, not everyone is as lucky as yours truly. There is an atrocity that is happening before our very eyes. And for some reason, people are not acting. People have turned a blind eye to an Australian hero. Yes, I am referring to the fact that Australian cricket legend slash commentator, apparently he's still a commentator. I was not aware of that. But Australian cricket legend Michael Slater is still trapped in the Maldives. God damn it. That guy is the epitome of an Australian hero, a soldier, a warrior. He won't stop, okay? He will not stop. Trapped in the Maldives. Dear God. That poor bloke. Uh, He's, I mean, where to begin? Where to begin? I, I feel honestly awkward talking about such a brave and courageous man on a comedy podcast. I don't feel the genre is appropriate. But Michael Slater is still stuck in the Maldives. There were rumours that yesterday there were no shallots on his omelette down at the breakfast bar. Um, That would have taken down lesser men. No shallots on your omelette. Where is the change in texture? Okay, because everything else in the omelette has been cooked. You got your ham, you know, you got your freaking, your onion, etc. That's all cooked. But then you get those beautiful fresh shallots sprinkled on top. And it's, it's a freshness, but it's also a change in texture. Okay, but unfortunately, yeah, it came through yesterday. There were no shallots on Slats' omelette yesterday. The Maldives, from what I'm hearing, is a war zone. Um, apparently, uh, the pool was a little chilly as well yesterday uh, at the resort that Slats is trapped in. Um, you know, I think any pool worth its salt should be, you know, a balmy 21 degrees. But Slats said he put a temperature, uh, a thermometer in, I should say, and it was actually uh, quite a brisk 19 so, I mean, the man can't be stopped. He won't be stopped. He's the epitome. He's a, the epitome of the word grit. There's no doubt. Um, and my question to ScoMo, Scott Morrison, is when will the madness end? Okay. I mean, yesterday it was no shallots on his omelet. Tomorrow, who knows? Maybe the pool boy will start saying no to his sexual advances. We don't know what's going to happen. Okay. But Michael Slater, Australian cricket legend, he's trapped at a resort in the Maldives, and I see a lot of you turning a blind eye. I see a lot of you saying, oh, well, not me, you know, I wouldn't want my family to be trapped at a resort on a tropical island, but it hasn't happened to me, so I don't have to worry about it. Well, Slats, I'm here to champion your cause. God damn it. When will the blood stop being spilled, ScoMo? Do you know what I heard ScoMo say the other day? It's just unbelievable. He was talking about how severe the situation in India is and how the people there desperately need help. And I just thought, has anybody checked on Slats? Because he ordered a mango daiquiri 25 minutes ago by the pool and it still hasn't come. Where's that press conference, ScoMo? Your dog? Yeah, no... (laughs) 
Oh, dude. Celebrities making COVID about themselves is the best. <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> like, ever, ever, ever. Paul Hogan went on Sunrise yesterday. Paul Hogan. Now, I mean, I said Slats was a cricket legend. I meant that. Slats is a legend of Australian cricket. Paul Hogan's just a flat-out Australian legend. I mean, these are two great men. Two men that I really admire, actually. Um, unfortunately, Slats has been carried on on Twitter. I think if you can tweet about the disaster, you're probably doing okay, Slats, as a general rule going forward. If you have Wi-Fi, maybe you're not doing the absolute worst on the planet. You know? I don't know, dude. Just a thought. But Paul Hogan went on Sunrise... <laughs> Another indication that maybe his situation wasn't quite as severe as he thought it was. You know, I've never seen, you know, freaking, I sponsor a World Vision kid in Kenya. I haven't seen him pop up on the Today Show too often. Have you seen, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen him do a freaking segment with Carl Stefanovic anytime soon. So if you can appear on a, uh, on a national morning show, maybe you're not doing the absolute worst in the world. But... Paul Hogan went on Sunrise, and I love Paul Hogan, but he was he was he was whinging, dude. And do you know what? I don't want to I don't want to relay this news. I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to rat on Paul Hogan. I know none of you knew this happened. No one watches Sunrise. The only people who watch Sunrise are my mum and the producers on Sunrise. Okay, it's it's not got a good following. I love how the more uh, what's the morning show on Channel Nine, the Today Show. And the morning show on Channel 7, Sunrise, will have... They get really heated about who has the best ratings. We are the number one morning show. As if it's not like just an absolutely horrific genre filled with fluff from start to finish. With very little news or entertainment. It's entertainment news, ironically lacking either. You just got a half-cut Carl Stefanovic with his buttons undone. Freaking having a go at the Prime Minister about policies he can't even pronounce. Dude, morning shows can dead set hit the bricks, all right? And the only one that matters is Cheese TV. Let's bring it back. Maybe this country, maybe this goddamn world would be in a bit of a better place if all the adults out there went back to starting their day with a bit of Dragon Ball Z followed by Pokemon. Instead of freaking watching some, some half-cut bloke in a suit tell you what to think at 7.30am. But anyway... What was I talking about? Paul Hogan. So Paul Hogan went on Sunrise. He's trapped in LA. Trapped. He can't get out. He can't get out of it. Los Angeles. <laughs> he's trapped in Hollywood. And uh, he, he's desperate to return home, Paul Hogan. He, he just wants to do it so bad. He's homesick. He can't. He's sad. He can't. He, he's got to get out of LA. Keep in mind, Paul Hogan can return home whenever he wants. The problem is he would then have to do two weeks of hotel quarantine which he doesn't want to do. This is hilarious. He can come home whenever he wants, but he refuses to because he doesn't want to do the two weeks of quarantine. He basically just wants, he's like, man, I just, I just want to, I just want everything my way with rules that suit me. Koshi, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? I would like everything to suit me. And I would like to disregard the safety of others in favor of my, in, in favour of me just not being bored for two weeks. I mean, Koshi, you've got to hear me out, mate. <laughs> you've got to hear me out. 
So Paul Hogan reckons he's trapped in LA because he has to come home and do two weeks of quarantine, which he refuses to do. Also, the dude's a billionaire. Get a private plane over here. Get a penthouse. Quarantine it up. Also, dude, you're 80 million years old. How active are you really being during the day? But I don't know, dude. It's a it's a tough it's a tough world to live in sometimes. I don't know what it's like to be a celebrity. Okay, I'm not going to claim to know. But I do think that it's probably not that hard. Is that controversial? Is that controversial? If you can if you're if you're appearing on sun, sunrise, I'd say you're probably just fine. If you can make the appearance. But anyway, what is happening with the rest of the world? Um, I'll tell you what's happening, dude. My shows are on this week. And touch wood, whatever you need a bloody touch. Because we had a COVID case in Sydney last week. And I got to say, did I panic? The answer is yes. The answer is a resounding yes. Did I let negative thoughts enter my headspace? Absolutely. Okay. I opened the gates and I said, demons, come in. Where you been? How you been, lads? What's what's the goss? Okay. I went out to the demons at the front gate with a cup of tea and I said, what's the goss, lads? Welcome home. Okay. I was freaking out, dude. Freaking the fuck out. Um, as I should. I mean, this is my third attempt at doing these shows. And if they got cancelled again, I think I'd cancel myself. So negative thoughts were running rampant. I was thinking about what am I going to do? If I have to reschedule again, what venue am I going to do? I thought I'm going to have to do another Instagram live, which I did last time they got cancelled, which I didn't want to do. Okay, last time the Instagram live was not fun. Uh, The comment section turned on me. And for the last 10 minutes, I was bullied. Okay, I was bullied on my own Instagram live. And now there, there is some controversy. Did I take a weed cookie before the Instagram live? Yes. Did it kick in 20 minutes into the live? Yes. Did that sort of coincide with the comment section turning on me? Yes. Okay. Was I powerless to respond due to the weed cookie uh, kicking in? Absolutely. I proceeded to panic um, and I ended up just abruptly saying thank you and I stopped the Instagram live. Because I got to say, guys, people were being mean to me in the comments. They were being mean to me in the comments. Is this a new... Has anyone ever done this on the internet before? People were being rude on the internet to me. Has this ever happened before? (laughs) Oh, man. Huge panic attack on the Instagram live. So we don't want to do that again. But I would have. I would have if it was required. So the bloody, you know... The show's going on. The show's on tonight. I record on a Wednesday for the pod. The show's on tonight. My attitude, quietly confident, okay? Uh, Nerves, not familiar. Um, But I'm not... I would say the whole thing with the COVID is that at this stage, I just am happy the show is happening at all. I have no barometer for if it goes well or not. I honestly have lost interest in that side of things. Because just to stand on the stage will be a win, okay? If the sh- if I do the show from start to finish without some guy going around licking people at fucking five different barbecues galore, that'll be a win, okay? So as long as they go ahead, dude, it's going to be sick. The show rips. I have a natural charisma that people seem to really be drawn to. And i got to say, dude, 
strap in. It's going to be sick. So, let's crack into the weekend that was, because it was a good one. So, the week end began on Friday. I took Friday off work because I had better things to do, which is why you take work off, let's be honest. I had a mate's wedding on Friday. Unreal. I love weddings. I've only been to two or three. Been to three. And weddings are the fucking best, dude. Like, they are so good. Um, This one was extra special. Good friend of mine, obviously. Uh, But yeah, great friend of mine who I've known since I was born and just an absolute legend. And he asked me to emcee the wedding, which I was chuffed about, okay? I've always wanted to emcee a wedding. A few of my mates have done it. I've never done it. And I was pumped, okay? So I'm at home. I did, dude, I prepared. I was I was in the pocket, you know? I'm at home, have my little palm cards written up with my little COVID jokes, you know? So I did about, I had a few jokes that I wrote and uh, put them in the, in the breast pocket of the blazer. Just left the house looking super fuckable, dude. Like just looking head to toe fuckable. Honestly, I mean, I looked sensational in my blazer. Uh, there was some slight panic on wedding day, as there always is, as any bride will know, I should say. <laughs> wedding day jitters, something always goes wrong. Uh, I went to iron my shirt, and I realized that when Samos moved out, it was actually his iron. So we didn't have an iron in the house. I had to drive over to mum and dad's and iron my shirt. I don't want to speak out of school, but mum's iron is shit house. okay? I could have pressed this to your face and you would have just got slightly warm. I mean, this this iron had no ticker, and frankly, I questioned whether it wanted to be there. It did not turn up. So I pressed this lukewarm iron to my, to my shirt, uh, got half the crinkles out, sped home, got on the bus, headed down to the uh, sort of, what do you call it, the pre-wedding event, the pre- the, I wasn't a groomsman, but I got like a call up to the groomsman praise. I don't know how to describe it. We're in a hotel room getting drunk at 11am. So whatever you, you call that, that's what I was doing. And yeah, I was very lucky to get a start. I was not an official groomsman, uh, but I provided a lot of, a lot of uh, interesting chatter, you know, uh, Bitcoin, uh, superannuation, uh, the upcoming budget, some of the topics I sort of brought up on the balcony to, to great you know, great interest. And we had a great time. Champagne's flowing. And dude, I don't drink champagne. But I will drink it on a special occasion. So, which is what it was. So I was drinking some champagne and I don't do well on champagne. Okay, it goes straight to my head and I get a bit lightheaded and I think I'm the man. Which is like other alcohol, except I just don't get lightheaded. So I've had like five glasses of champagne before midday. My boys are going nuts. Stretch Hummer pulls up. Okay, now I hear people talk shit about Stretch Hummers. Get inside one and get hammered with 10 of your mates and tell me you're not having the best goddamn time of your life. Okay, because I feel like Stretch Hummers maybe went out of uh, style, as it were. I have, You know, a lot of people probably haven't been in one since their year 10 formal, and I don't blame you. Okay, but dude, the stretch hummer was so fucking fun, you know, champagne everywhere, sing-alongs, uh, etc., dude, etc. 
So we're having literally the best time of our goddamn life. And, you know, we get to, uh, we get to the, the church. Now, I can't speak for the groomsmen or anyone else in that hummer, but I was pissed before the ceremony. And, you know, I was hammering the champagne. And so that was a lot of fun. You know, it's a beautiful thing attending a wedding because you get all the hype of the day and the, you know, how beautiful it is and you get to, but you don't have to also, you don't have to like be responsible for any of it. You just get to enjoy the day. And they're like, you know, the cake's going to be 10 minutes late. Ah, who gives a fuck? You know, it's not my wedding. You have my, you know, you have my concern, but at the end of the day, I'm here to, I'm here to get pissed and have fun and celebrate these two beautiful people. So it's a stress-free day. We go in the ceremony's beautiful. Uh, the father of the bride is actually a bishop. So if you can wrap your head around that, imagine your in-law is an archbishop. That's what my, my mate's dealing with over here. And uh, he's an absolute legend. He did the ceremony. Really well done. Very exciting. They said you, t- you should have to wear masks in the ceremony. Most people didn't. I did. I don't know why. Dude, I'm pro-mask. I'm just pro... I'm just pro, like, whatever we're supposed to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, in Sydney, we had this these mask restrictions. you got to wear a mask. I went to a cafe on the weekend wearing a mask. The guy making my coffee wasn't wearing one. So, like, I didn't care. Like, I still got the coffee and everything. I don't, I don't give a shit. But can we just get on the same page, you know? I don't know what's going on. And then I took my mask off. I go into Woolies with no mask and people are, you know, giving me death threats in the fucking fruit and veg section. I'm getting, some guy's threatening to kill me next to the papaya. So what, what is it? Okay. Whether it's mask or no mask, let's just get on the same page. Cause I don't know what's going on out there. But anyway, so ceremony is unreal. Uh, we head back. I got a bit of time to kill before the reception. I head to the pub, obviously, because I'm a legend. Let's, 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 let's. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, head to the pub and I'm drinking with a couple of rugby league blokes, just big boys, you know, big fucking boys, eh? Big boys, eight and ten, eight and ten. And, uh, I'm drinking with these lads and one of these blokes is the sort of bloke where, he brings over three schooners. You take a sip and go, anyway, what was I saying? His schooner is completely empty. So I'm drinking with these blokes. I have about three schooners in all of seven minutes. I head over to the wedding venue to meet the wedding manager lady because I am the esteemed master of ceremonies. Have I had 12 standard drinks? Stop asking me questions. And I won't say it again, okay? It's my podcast. You can back off. It's the last time I'll say it, dude. It is the last time I'll say it, okay? So yeah, I was a bit worse for wear heading into the reception. And I'm asking the wedding lady what to do and she's like, well, you could do this, you could do that. You might want to stand over here. You might want to you might want to bring him up like this. And I just said to the lady, I said, look, babe, Elizabeth, Victoria, whatever your name is, I've never emceed a wedding before. Just tell me exactly where to stand. In exactly what to do. And she's like, right. Okay. And we got the cops rolling past. I live in a dangerous neighborhood. I've always said that. Dude, if you hear the freaking, if you hear police sirens in my neighborhood, it means someone's got done for embezzling money out of a hedge fund. Okay. I live in a very well-off area. 
And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we had some sirens going past. I don't know if you could hear that. But, so then, the, uh, the reception kicks off. I'm on the mic. Wireless mic, which I hate. I love a cord to the mic. But anyway, wireless mic. I get on there. And people were coming up to me before being like, we've heard you're the comedian. Oh, this is going to be unreal. Looking forward to this. You know? Oh, I just watched Kevin Hart on Netflix last night. So I'm expecting something similar. I'm like, oh my God. No. No. Slight freak out. Slight freak out from me. Nothing too bad. I got to say the 12 schooners were doing their job as far as my, my anxiety. So... And this is the best because it wasn't a sit-down wedding. So I just had 120 people just gather around me in a circle. It was an arena spectacular. Loved it. So I get on the mic. Bup, up, up. I do the admin. Bathroom's over here, babe. You know, don't lick anyone. I had to go through some covid stuff. And then I had to announce the bridal party. You know, they all come in, uh, you know, a bridesmaid and a, uh, a groom. One of the bridesmaids, I got to say... Good on her for showing some ticker. Before the reception, one of the bridesmaids was dead set cleaning the tiles with her tongue. Okay? She was horizontal. She was not vertical. Okay? She was down. She was so blind. I have no idea how she got this blind before the reception even started. But she was like limp. You know when you're holding a girl up? And 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 ladies, you go limp more than men. See, freaking... When women get too pissed, they go limp. And they, they start to hit a frequency that only dogs can hear. When men go limp, they just, you know, throw a glass at someone who doesn't deserve it. So, so she's gone full limp and she's doing a speech. So it's sort of panic stations around this. She is out to lunch, okay? Um, so they're dragging her by her ankles into the freaking reception. And I've got the run sheet and I go, you know, welcome, Damien and, and, and Strawberries. Turns out the run sheet I've been given and the order they're in is completely wrong. So they're all at the back of the room looking at me like they, they give me, uh, you know, hand signals and they're, they're saying stuff like, that's not it. What are you doing? And at the end of the day, you know, I'm sorry, but my allegiance is to the run sheet. I didn't spend 25 minutes this morning preparing palm cards for you guys just to rock up in whatever order you, you felt was right. Okay. I've come prepared. I've got three different copies of the run sheet in my blazer, okay? I've got documents coming out everywhere, okay? And guess what? This is the law. This piece of paper that the groom's mum gave me, printed in colour, A4, this is the law, okay? There's a new sheriff in town, and it's me and the run sheet. So you don't get to freaking, you know, walk in with, with Daisy Dukes over here because you want to fuck her after the reception, okay? I got the run sheet. I know the order. You guys... We'll get in this order, not the other way around. So I held strong. I stuck to the running sheet. Um, mostly because I didn't know some of the bridesmaids' names off by heart. So, you know, they were saying, announce us next. What am I supposed to say? It's fucking Hayden and who gives a fuck coming in next. Like, it, you know what I mean? I've got to stick to the run sheet. So the wheels are off. The wheels are off straight away in my MC duties. But, you know, whatever. They all just re-jostled. You know, the wedding went on. My mate came in with his beautiful bride. Oh, unbelievable. Then there was a, a break for about an hour before the speeches. I had one piece of sushi. It was all I'd eaten all day. I had one piece of 
salmon sushi? And I said, yep, done. Okay. Stomach lined. We get back to it. Um, at this point, I'm not nervous at all about my, my little speech I'm doing because I could just tell everyone was hammered and in a good mood. So then I, uh, we do the speeches. I do about five minutes of, of yuck ups, you know, some laughs were had. I did some COVID jokes because old people love COVID jokes, dude. People over the age of 50, it's all they talk about. They just love COVID. They love it. I did a barbecues galore joke, you know, and it was just, it was all happening. It was all happening. People were loving it. And uh, they were very friendly. There were some beautiful speeches. My mate who got married, literally a moving speech. I was like, I was like about to cry. It was full on. And uh, yeah, it was just a sensational night. Uh, yeah, so basically, I, I don't know, maybe this isn't the best story because it was just so fun, but there was one little incident, little incidente, which you always need for a good story. So there was this bloke on the dance floor just being a real creeperoo, just like octopus arms, couldn't keep him to himself. And he's just freaking being a real creep to uh, this girl I'm mates with. So I literally just grab his arm and just pull him off her. I go, mate, keep your arms to yourself. And... You know, that was the end of that. But then he went over and, you know, unfortunately, the great man has put his arms around my sister, of all people, which <laughs> that's not something we do. That's not something we do. Okay. Um, so gave him a bit of a shove. And, and also, I'm not a fighter. I'm not an aggressive guy. You know, my boxing record, we all know it's 0-1. My, my fighting record, uh, I'm yet to have a win. Uh, the, the large... Nigerian man I fought under the stairs of a local pub. Uh, he handled me. There's no doubt. I was dealt with. Um, I think I ate four jabs and failed to land one. Uh, and yeah, so you know, I'm coming off a loss. I'm not looking to fight anyone. I can't fight either. So it's like, you know, it's pretty easy to avoid a fight when you can't fight. So I'm not in for that sort of stuff. But unfortunately, we don't, we don't put our hands on Billy's sister. Okay? It's just not something we do. So... I threw this bloke across the desk and I was like, mate, fuck off. And I think he was thought I was joking, I guess because I'm such a friendly guy. But I said, uh, he was, and then so I pushed him again. I was like, seriously, mate, I'm going to fucking drop you here. And then, and I didn't realize my brother was behind me. My brother, Joe, was like, let's fucking kill this bloke. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. But you don't want to fight anyone at a wedding. You don't want to fight anyone ever, but especially at a wedding. You know, it's not my day. And, uh... So then, you know, we left that. Just, keep, just keeping an eye on my sister, you know. Some of these rugby league blokes after 24 bourbon and cokes, you know. You just keep an eye on the little sis. And uh, so, yeah, nothing was really, you know, nothing was escalated, you know, and I didn't want it to be. But uh, then this bloke, he's obviously a massive pelican. And I would, I would never rip on anyone at a wedding on the podcast because, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sully the day. But this guy was a piece of shit. So... Uh, he's getting kicked out for lighting up a cigarette inside the reception. Like you obviously can't do that. And, uh, my, my mate goes, mate, they're kicking out bloody Timbo. Mate, go see what's going on. Cause like, I was kind of knew some of the staff cause like they'd been helping me uh, throughout the day. And so I go, oh mate, I'll go have a word. So me and my brother go over, he's getting dragged out by like, you know, two, two bartenders. I go, mate, what's going on? And he's like, mate, they're kicking me out. Can you believe it? And I'm like, no. And he's like, mate, this is bullshit. I go, yeah. 
and get the fuck out of here, you fucking loser. Hit the bricks, you fucking dog cunt. I never want to see you again. Just absolutely just climbing into this bloke as he's getting kicked out. Cowardly move, but still, what else are you going to do? And uh, my brother's over my shoulder again. Joe's loving it. Joe's like, you're lucky you're getting kicked out, you piece of shit. We'll kill you. So it was fucking odd for young and old. We're just absolutely climbing into this bloke. It was so funny. He's getting kicked out. Whatever, dude. Keep your fucking octopus mitts to yourself, you fucking grub. But, uh, dude, absolutely hilarious. The wedding, one of the best days of my life, this wedding. I got to say, it was so fun. Wouldn't change a thing. Um, and it was just sensational. Weddings are the best. They're just the best. And we went to the pub next door at about midnight. I was immediately ejected. Uh, unfairly, I thought. But then luckily, everyone I was with, everyone who went to the wedding got kicked out, just on principle. Because they were like, you guys have clearly been at a wedding, you're all pissed. So that made me feel better when everyone else got kicked out as well. So once again, the lad pad came to the rescue. We had a big kick-ons. Everyone came back, super fun. Uh, you know, it was one of those kick-ons where it was like, everyone's drinking weird shit. We didn't have much on offer. I think we were drinking like Johnny Walker Red. It was gin, like red wine. It was just a, oof. it was a, as far as the beverages, I mean, it was a who's who of who gives a fuck. There was not, there was not much on offer, but we still had a ripping time anyway. And the gentleman's lounge here at the lad pad, the kick-ons room is just looking insane. We got a bar stool and a bar, like a high bar table and stools. We, like, we got the pool table, we got a dartboard, um, you know. The rule is, no smoking in the house, unless it's kick-ons. So, you know, people are lighting up joints and cigarettes, it's fucking unreal, dude. We're partying like it's goddamn 1989. It's unreal. So, yeah, best day ever. Loved it, loved it, loved it. So, let's crack into a few, uh, how are we going for timeroo here? Holy shit, it's Danny's birthday. My ex-roommate, current cousin, and all-round champion, Danny, used to live at the lad pad. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, great man. And I don't know why I said that, because I know for a fact he does not listen to the pot. <laughs> so there's 30 seconds we'll never get back. But anyway, dude, firstly, trend end. Let's crack in. Firstly, I wanted to mix things up a bit this week with a new segment called Trend Continue. That's trend continue. Now, I will admit, it's not as catchy as trend end. Okay, I'm very well aware of that. We don't need a DM. Uh, but trend continue. <laughs> it's got to be the worst name for a segment ever. But we're doing it anyway. So firstly, trend continue. We got to keep this one going. 50-year-old dads who are driving around thinking they're like, tough blokes when they've got their daughter's red pee plates on continue please there's nothing better than some guy at a red light thinking he's the fucking man giving you a bit of eye contact he's got a half sleeve tattoo you know he's just he's got no neck he's just an absolute warrior and it's like sorry dude you've got katie's red peas on make sure you don't go above 80 and no beers tonight whoa <laughs> it's hilarious either way because dude either you're 53 on your pee plates or you've just made a mistake. And there's nothing funnier on this planet than someone else who's not you making a mistake. <laughs> Look at this loser. He, he, he's made a mistake. He doesn't realize what he's done. This is hilarious. <laughs> I saw a guy the other day. I pulled up next to him. And he just gave me the eye contact like, oh, you know when 
Yeah, and you know what? I do it as well. You know when you're driving around, you got tunes blasting, and you just think you're the fucking man. I do it every day. And this guy, I put up next, he's got some tunes cranking. You know, I don't look like the most intimidating bloke in the world in the Mazda Metro. I'll admit it. You know, I got this lesbian haircut in this little fucking hatchback from the 90s. I get it. You're not scared of me. Then again, it's just a red light. You don't have to be. So this guy, and this guy looks over at me and he gives me a bit of eye contact, bruh. And I said, mate, I'm 0 and 1. Okay. I am 0 and 1. Don't make me get out of this car. But then, and I, I obviously looked straight ahead again. You know, I immediately cowered. Uh, but then he drove off. This guy's got his fucking daughter's P plates on, dude. He's got his red, red P's on. Hilarious. Sorry, dude. Are you going 81? Better pull over. Better pull over. You know, I'd just love it if he got pulled over because the cops saw red peas. Dude, you should get, you know, you get, uh, you get fined if you have your no pee plates on when you should have them on. You should also get fined if you've had your full license for 35 years and you're rocking green pee plates. One million percent. It's unsettling to see a, a 55 year old man on his peas. We don't want to see it, whether it's a mistake or not. But also, it's fucking hilarious. Trend continue. Trend continue. I think I accidentally slipped into trend end then. And then I remembered I was actually one of that trend to continue. But here's another trend to continue. Chicks who go to normal gyms and do yoga by themselves. Continue this trend, please. So I used to work at a Westfield. It's very well documented. Got the hats here. Never forget where you came from. So I used to work at a Westfield and there was this yoga studio that used to, like when the classes came out, it was like a fucking, it was unreal, dude. Just like tens as far as the eye can see uh, in some of the thinnest material known to man. Fantastic. And that's great. That's the yoga studio. That's where they're doing the yoga. But there's a couple of, so I, now I go to an anytime fitness and my anytime fitness, I would describe it as like average Joes from dodgeball. Like it's, there's like two good looking guys that train there who are like ripped. And then it's like mums, bus drivers, uh, like genuinely like 65 year old people. And then, and like fat guys who insist on lifting heavy, even though they should clearly be doing cardio. So I don't, it's not like a really cool gym. There's like maybe one hot chick that goes there. But then there's this other hot chick and she comes in at the same time as me in the mornings and she does yoga just by herself in the middle of the gym. And it is sensational, dude. Like, she's the hottest chick ever. She's just doing yoga. Like, she could be doing this yoga anywhere. But she's doing it in my gym for no reason. She, like, she's paying what I'm paying. She doesn't use any of the machines. She doesn't do anything except for the yoga. She's paying just to use the, the mat area. But in my gym, the mat area is right in the middle. So, like... It's just unreal. You're just freaking, you know, well, I'm benching, I'm pressing, I'm doing other weight-related exercises. And now we just got this absolute 10 doing yoga in bike shorts at an anytime fitness for no reason. There's no class. She could do it anywhere. She just, she brings her own mat with her as well. She could be doing this in her goddamn kitchen. But she's chosen to do it in front of the chest press machine where I am sitting with tinted sunglasses on inside. Unbelievable. Trend continue, babe. Trend continue. But anyway, what are we doing for time here? Um, 
So, uh, all right, a couple of trend ends, and then um, I've got to trend end this goddamn podcast. So, trend end. And also, keep sending in your trend ends, okay? I do get them. It's just that I don't save them, and then they're just in the DMs. And it's just, my DMs, I'll be honest, are just 55 guys called Jake. So, I'm saving, I'm writing them down now, okay? So, I apologize if anyone sent in a great trend end. I didn't write it down, and it's lost forever. If you think it's that good, resend it. Um, But if you resend it, and then I don't do it on the pod, that will be confirmation that it's a bad idea. It's a bad one. So, high risk, high reward if you want to resend your trend end in. But I've, I've got some good ones here. This one was sent in. Um, firstly, this is a big one. And I don't know who sent this in. I apologize. But people who do huge happy birthday posts to their girlfriend on Instagram or Facebook. Like a paragraph. Happy birthday to my ride or die. We've been through thick and thin. You'll never leave me. You know? It's like, well, maybe she has left you, mate. If you need to contact her via the internet. Is she not at the breakfast table with you? I love these guys that wake up in the morning and next to their girlfriend on her birthday and say, happy birthday, babe. Hope it's a great one. And that's it. And they go, anyway, I'm off to the gym. And then at lunchtime, oh my God, she's the bloody next best. Who gives a fuck? I love you. It's like the time to tell her was when she was there. You know, why am I reading this? I just hooked up with her before you started dating, you know? Do you really want... What, what is this? What are we talking about? You know? This is a direct message, dude. Or even... Even better... Tell her with your voice. Tell her with your voice. I don't understand the public post. I don't really get around that sort of stuff. So maybe I'm just being a bitch. But... I've never understood why you would go to dinner with someone you love. Talk about fucking Netflix for two hours. And then go home... And get on Instagram... And be like... This girl's a dream. Every second with her is a privilege. She's like, she's like trying to talk to you in the background. Hey, hey, uh, Jake, do you want, do you want dessert? He's like, shut up. I'm trying to express myself to you. Get in the other room. Like, come on, dude. It's got to be a private message. We don't need it. We don't need it. Okay. Girls who do the happy birthday Instagram stories about their friends. Am I happy about it? No. Is that trend going to stop? It's not. Okay, these girls love it. So, more power to you, ladies. But the boyfriends with the girlfriend posts, it's like you can just tell her. You can just tell her. The, the relationships that always go the best are the ones you never hear about. You know the one where it's like y- your mate's dating some guy and then a few years later you're like, you're not really that close with him. And you're like, whatever happened to that Kate Bird? Are you still dating her? And he's like, yeah, mate, we actually uh, we're married, two kids in a house, couldn't be happier. And you're like, what the fuck is going on over here? Meanwhile, the couple that freaking post 75 Instagram stories every time they get the mail, they're going to Splitsville, okay? Every time they leave the house, look at us. We're getting a coffee. We haven't had a fight in 37 minutes. Ah. We're three years in. We don't love each other, but we're too scared to pull out. What do we do? (laughs) They're just hoping someone replies to one of those posts. Break up. (laughs) Dude. So yeah, happy birthday to your girlfriend. Dude, happy birthday to fucking... Happy birthday to my dead nan. You know what I mean? Who gives a shit, okay? Tell the person whose birthday it is. You know? When it's Marcus's birthday, I don't freaking... I don't post for 25 minutes about what a good bloke he is. Okay? 
I go into the fridge, I steal one of his beers, and I say, mate, you're 27, no one gives a fuck, okay? And that's me expressing myself to him in the present moment. We don't need to post about it. Do I need to post on Instagram? I've been stealing this guy's beers for 10 years. I hope it never stops. Get a fucking go rip, dude. But the last one, sorry, I just had some technical difficulties. My, my, my $700 Lenovo can barely run Audacity. It's fucking embarrassing. Now, Bill, you've got heaps of money. Not really, but I've got, an, I've got a bit of money. Why don't you just buy yourself a U-Butte laptop for $3,000? Because I don't want to spend every cent I have on a fucking nerd box, you know what I mean? I'm not a laptop guy. I don't, I don't use this thing outside of the podcast. All right? I want to spend my money on freaking replacing Macca's beers and maybe going to freaking, I don't know. Where do you go on holiday anymore? I want to go to Noosa. I've never been, okay? That's what I want to do. So I'll continue to battle this Lenovo. But anyway. Trend end. This is a, this is another one. And this is for the lads, okay? Blokes. Denim jackets with a hood on the back. It's over. Okay? Thanks for coming. 2010, we loved it. We all enjoyed it, okay? But it's gone now. Alright? You don't need to walk around on the weekends like you're a drug dealer. When you work at ANZ Bank, okay? They were trendy, you know, 2011, dude, we, we, we were there. We were all there for it, you know? You had your arm around the hottest chick in high school. Everyone was like, is there a hoodie under his jacket? Or is it like just a hood connected? And you know what, dude? Nobody ever knew. That's why they were so cool. But now I think we can all agree that, you know, unless you're doing some sort of a Maroon 5 cover band, you probably don't need a hood on your denim jacket unless you're um, you know posing for an Aussie hip-hop album cover from 10 years ago you know you probably don't need a denim jacket with a hood you know unless you're about to rap battle cursor you probably don't need a denim jacket with a hood I would go as far to say that hoods in general are probably not in but you know the hood is a coveted you know people love the hood you can put it over your head you can take it off your head it's a very versatile garment but hoodies on the denim jackets, dude, it's over. We enjoyed it. Um, you know, the brand of bloke who used to wear a denim jacket with a hood would be the guy who says he doesn't smoke, but then would always be in the beer garden asking for cigarettes. That's the guy. And they'd always be like those chinos with elastic at the bottom of the ankles with no socks and Air Maxes. And he'd be like, I'm not like a full on drug dealer, but whatever you need, I can get it. And it'd just be like, yeah, it's like, it'd be like if a, if there was a, if Aldi produced good blokes, you know, you'd, you'd, if, if there was a good bloke from Aldi, like, you know, Wheat Bix, we all love it. At Aldi, they have wheat biscuits and you eat it and you think it's good, but there's, something's off. That's like blokes with denim jackets with a hood. It's like, he seems like a good bloke, but it's like something's off and then like he'd be like 22 and he'd be like this is my girlfriend and you'd be like oh so she's in year eight. Oh, this is your girlfriend so she's 15 and you'd be like yep yeah, i knew something was off you know blokes with denim jackets and a hood they'd be attending the year 10 formal when they're fucking 24 so it's over lads you know great great times 2010 to 2012 loved it um maybe that's what the minds were predicting not the end of the world just the end of that shit jacket so thanks for coming. Thanks for the memories. Loved it. I never participated. 
you know, wasn't for me. But I did have a crack at a denim sleeveless vest in 2009, uh, which I never wore again. So, you know, we've all made mistakes and the key is to move on from them. So the denim jacket with the hood, thank you, but no thank you. Denim jackets with the, uh, the sheep's wool on the collar. You're fine for now. Okay. Enjoy it. But I think we know we're on the fucking, we're on the back straight when it comes to denim jackets with wool collars. So enjoy them. But for sure, I'm, I mean, this time next year, I don't know. If, I don't know if they're going to be as in anymore. The problem is with these things is that cool guys will start to wear them. Okay. You're, you're operational on cool guys, guys who just, you know, had a neck tattoo in year 10 you know, their girlfriend's got fake tits, even though she's 16. It's like, what's going on? But then your your second tier sort of uh, parasites, as it were, you know, like the footy bloke who isn't actually good at footy, you know, the drug guy who doesn't really do any drugs, you know, the posers. When the posers start to get in on this stuff, that's when it starts to go. The denim jacket with the hood, I mean, the posers have been all over that for like eight years. So thanks for coming. Trend end you know, see you later. Thanks for listening to the pod. Hope you enjoyed it. Next week, I'll tell you all about my shows. Touch wood, they go ahead and and go well. And I'm going to get absolutely out of my mind blind after the Friday show. So that will no doubt result in some good yarnaroos for the pod. So thanks for coming. Tell your missus. See you next time. Way too long, way too long. Yeah. And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah they got me way too wrong, way too wrong Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long, wait too long Oh, 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 oh